I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Ah! Ah! Hello! Welcome to Roast Mortem. My name is Tom. I'm Taishi Travis. Oh, my God. I am your Cody for this evening. And I'm Mike. How's it going, guys? I'm having a great time not seeing you guys anymore. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was sick of you guys breathing my air. Yeah. I can't even see up there. He's Tom's doing this episode standing. I don't is, you have, <laughs> is this like now. one of those Yeah, is this one of those things where it's like you can't sit down all the time. You go go unhealthy. I mean, that's true. I think that's true. There's a <laughs> hole in my ass and it's not the hole that should be. But it's they a new one developing, like one of those Brazilians who get those shitty butt injections um, oh, yeah. from sitting too much. Yeah. Don't they like inject like cement into their booties? I mean, they're not supposed to. No, it's uh, silicone. Yeah, but they use half-rate shit. That's how my ass feels right now. Or cement like, mixer, yeah. I feel like my ass has been cut in corners. Literally? Off chairs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's everyone's week? Uh... I've been playing like 50 Cent Bulletproof. That's about it. That's like the highlight of my week. All right. Here's the thing with that game, Mike. How's how's the HP system manifested in that game? Cody, this is getting cut out of the episode. It's kind of like Max Payne. Right? But here's the thing. If the game is about 50 Cent, literally have him take nine bullets and die on the 10th Well, he one. has extra health. Oh, that would actually make sense. Yeah, have a 10, 10 bullet, get a killer. Yeah. They had so much fucking room to make that cool. Like, oh, the 10th bullet Can't kills you. That. The whole part of the game is not to die. No, because fifth, doc, Mr. Dr. 50 Cents. Oh, no. He is all about, I took nine bullets, but I could have took more. Yeah, he's all Look about Look at me. Take me to the candy shop. <laughs> the whole all soundtrack right. is his album. It's pretty funny. I mean, terrible. Yeah, what's his name? Curtis, like Curtis Jackson? Yeah, Curtis Jackson. You're hanging out with fucking Tony Yayo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Saving the world in your fucking G unit <laughs> apparel. <laughs> That's um, what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, my fucking earbuds fall apart on me, and uh, I, I was trying to fucking like put them back together, but I, I, I used what I had on hand, which was pretty much um, the wonderful uh, Flex Seal family product line. Oh, see, Cody, I, I would imagine what you had quite literally on hand to be semen, which is sticky, but not sticky enough it's to sticky, do the job. It's sticky, but I, I also <laughs> had some Flex Seal adhesive, and I thought it was a genius, um, like, gluing my fucking earbuds back together with it. But nice. um, yesterday, I, I, I will uh, embarrassingly admit, I did spend a um, shameful amount of time with a fucking earbud glued into my fucking ear canal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how's your hearing today? Um, it's good. As you can see, it's not in my fucking skull anymore. I got it out. Cody, <laughs> Cody, you're a cyborg. You're yeah. letting the machine become the human. Yeah. Some say the user lives outside. Yeah, congrats, Cody. Yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm safe. It's out of my fucking head. But, well, damn, that flex seal uh, 
Really works. It's tight. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you tried to use your earbud as a canoe or something. Now that because you could use you could turn whatever you put a flex seal on into a boat. Yeah, just get a bunch of earbuds from oh, really? like Skull Candy and turn it into a boat. That'd be cool. You listen to music when you read a boat. No one wants to hear what Tom's week was like, so I'm gonna talk about my week. Sure. <laughs> I was tr- Tom. You're not upset. You're not hurt. No. <laughs> he hates this segment. What the fuck? <laughs> He's cutting it out. He said so. It's- I was cutting out Cody talking about video games. <laughs> I had a good week. That was Mike. The only thing, only thing was uh, last night. Uh, actually, two nights ago. Uh, even though I pay $150 to keep my car in a garage, someone broke into it. What? And started smoking cigarettes, my cigarettes, in my car. I mean, my car's a trash beast. There was just, like, garbage everywhere anyway. Yeah, because they took the cigarettes and not the car. Someone went into the parking garage, I guess when the door was closing, and just, like, fucking hung out in my car all night. And, of course, we're in, like, COVID time, so I went in there like a Ghostbuster. And I like desanitized everything. Jeez. <laughs> How did they yeah, get into your that car? I left it unlocked. Okay, quickly. so they didn't like break a fucking window to get in or anything like that. No, I mean, like, you know, the. Why off- car hopping? He's checking the, the handles to see if they're open. I know, you like, know? I know the, the apartment I live in is like, make sure you lock your, your car. And I usually do, but my keys are broken. And I'm lazy as fuck, so like. I don't want to, like, actually fucking turn the thing. I'm like, ah, it's in my garage. And if you got a $150, you know, to nut up a month, they should at least be lo- have, like, some have some security on your Apparently car. there's cameras, so they were like, we're going to look and see. Like, but, I mean, the guy, yeah. like, went through we'll my trunk. He, like, it was all garbage in there. Oh, Lots really? of, like, Dutch Bros bottles and... Starbucks cups and what is Dutch Bros bottles? Is that your cologne? Yeah, what's going on? No, Dutch Dutch Bros is uh like Portland Starbucks, but better. Oh yeah, you were saying uh-huh. Dutch Bros, but no no damage to the car aside from no besides cigarettes. Well, besides the fact that the motherfucker had the courtesy of like smoking all my cigarettes and then putting one out on my upholstery, which is great. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a real motherfucker yeah. move. Yeah. Yo, if you ever see this guy, don't call the cops, just kick his ass. Right? Yeah. I know. And he won't, and he, and when he when I kick his ass, it's pretty much like a death sentence because he can't go to the hospital. Good. <laughs> He's <laughs> a dirty motherfucker. All right, uh, that that's a fun week. Uh, anyone else? I mean, just earbud stuck in my fucking Looked head. Looked at the sun for a little bit. You really don't want to talk about your week, Tom? No, 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 thanks. He kind of <laughs> did it with his ass problems and why he's standing uh, up right now. Yeah. I look good right now. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty ripped. Very authoritative. I can't see you or Cody, but I can just imagine you guys look great. Uh, why don't we go into the episode then? Sure. Woo. Yeah, tonight's uh, we've done this before once, uh, yeah. but back by two popular times. demand. I did those two small ones too. Don't forget about those ones. Uh, oh, the Master Series ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did one of those. I did two of them. Uh, I don't two know about boys. that. Hmm. I did a pirate and I did someone else. I forgot. Are you talking about New Year's? I don't know. Oh, fuck uh, listeners, let us All know right. if Mike is lying. <laughs> Yeah, if, if we Mike have to doesn't know, 
Uh, yeah, go to I'm our subreddit lying. that we just found out exists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanks. Weird. Whoever made that, thank you. That's very funny. Just talk oh, shit about shit me. Just talk shit about me exclusively, please. Make me Take feel bad for, for standing. All right. So, Mike, who's on the Chopman's taggy bag? The boy that's on today's chopping block is Charles Gateau. Gateau. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, I have no idea. He is a horny assassin. Horny assassin, great combo. <laughs> I'll give you a quick summary about him. He's a uh, Charles Gateau was a attention craving bastard responsible for the assassination oh. of 20th President of the United States, James Garfield. Ah, that type Wait. of shit. You guys remember that guy? He's the guy. <laughs> Yeah, man. He's the guy that stopped the lasagna from happening in America. Yeah, that was totally this guy, Travis. You are 100 percent oh. correct. We don't even need to do the podcast. We're done. Travis just uh, <laughs> cracked the egg. I'm just saying, without Garfield, we wouldn't be a country because like Garfield hates Mondays. Is America it, hates true. Mondays. Isn't yeah. wait, what's his name? Jim Davis. Yeah. <laughs> He's not dead yet. We can't <laughs> roast him. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't roast him. Or is he dead? He's just know. a guy. He's a saint. He's a guy who bought a lot of orange paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He liked lasagna, I guess, too. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to his his him being born. He's shooting out of the vagina in this one. All right, guys. Yeah, dude. Oh, he's See? blasting off, blasting off yeah. in the life. <laughs> yeah, coming into life right now. So he was born on September eighth, eighteen forty one, as the fourth child to Luther and Jane Gutow okay. in Freeport, Illinois. Oh, Freeport, Illinois. So that's a that's a fun place. I've never been there, but I'm sure it's like lots to do. <laughs> yeah, so especially at that time. Yeah. Charles comes from yeah, he comes from a really special family. So Charles's father Luther was a religious psychopath, and he would constantly put the fear of God in his family. As, as you should, so you guys. Yeah, you know, he's constantly, you know, putting the Lord's fucking works into his children's brains. Yeah. Because and he would uh, frequently beat them, which is also a nice plus. Yeah, because God's not going to do that himself. <laughs> he needs a fucking vessel. That's yeah. that's that's the way you raise kids. You say, guess what? Yeah, there's a scared. man. There's a man hiding in the bushes. He loves you. But guess what? He's going to beat you. If yeah, you the don't sky do bushes. Give, give me the lessons of life right now. I so think it's good uh, if, you, if you put your kids on rotation uh, to help you mailbox the other ones, then that's how you gain their trust <laughs> and also put the fear in them at the same time. Wow. I, I see where you're exactly. coming from, Tom. Great you analogy. need to set up one like, Kathy, you're the Gestapo of the family tonight. You have to go after all your siblings. Dig up okay. all the dirt. Rotating. Then you switch it. You're like, Charles, <laughs> now you're the Gestapo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh his dad was that crazy that even mispronouncing words will, will lead to a nice beat down oh wow. travis would be dead so by the time was, he like, was five there yeah no i'd probably so be so alive or almonds instead of almonds getting fucking smacked you know what i mean <laughs> yeah watch your almond mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah as yeah. long as you don't say tomato let's call the whole thing off <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's called an abortion. Just call uh, the whole thing off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just back alley. So not much is really known about Charles' early life except some accounts by his other siblings. And they referred to Charles as very distant and quiet and to himself, kind of, growing up. Which is understandable when your dad is like, you know, screaming Jesus at you all the time, beating the shit out of you. And 
fucking Illinois. What else is there to fucking do? So <laughs> there, there's very little to do. Yes. So yeah, except learn about God. So Charles's mother would eventually pass away when he was around seven, which meant more time to get to know his dad's fists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to be familiar with those. Uh, what was the name of his? The, his dad has two friends. He's got fist one and fist two, but I'm sure oh, he got yeah. names for him. Yeah, I love naming my fists. Probably uh, right and wrong, or Jesus and Satan. Probably I would. I can imagine. Wait, does he use so? Uh, what, what he uses like Satan ben, to jerk ben and off. Jerry. You know, one for the sweet, one for the sour, right here. <laughs> To get the funny combo, you need to have like one sound epic and give the other one a common name. Like, oh, this is Viper Fang and this is Karen. Like, like that's 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 how you fucking you you get you you have your opponent caught off guard and then you go in for like the 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 fucking rabbit sucker punch. And guess which one of these is a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) I think his dad had a love hate tattooed on his knuckles too. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Silent ease. Make the punches stronger. <laughs> Years later, Charles was in his teens. His father would eventually remarry, and that would uh, actually anger Charles to the point where he would eventually leave home and decide he wants to go to college because he ends up inheriting some money from his grandpa, which was uh, $1,000 back then, which is the equivalent to like twenty eight grand today. Wow. I looked up. Yeah. He got a lot of dough. That's a pretty decent chunk of change. I'm going off to college. I'm uh, I'm going to sell drugs. And this is before there was a federal income tax, so he got to keep most of it. Oh, remember the good old days where dying didn't cost you money? Yeah, they just put you in a field. (laughs) Yeah, like, let's go. Let's, let's, yeah. This guy Throw some holy water, which is free, by the way. Just toss it all over you. Yeah. Hey, safe passage over. (laughs) So now, Charles is in college. You know, he's getting his fucking learning on. And Charles is a little bit of a uh, a narcissist, it seems, or he thinks very oh, highly of himself. Interesting. So he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking so smart. I'm going to fucking ace everything in college and fucking become a fancy lawyer. <laughs> Charles would eventually flunk his entrance exams into Michigan University, which ended his college career. Then, so he didn't get there? Well, he actually didn't really attend. Yeah, he really didn't get to go to college. <laughs> he just took the entrance exams. And just failed. Wow. Oh, just what the world needs. Another lawyer. And, uh, yeah. you know, he, uh, he didn't get there. And he didn't I get want there. You, he failed it. I mean, I, I didn't make it through college. He's kind, but, of, kind of relate to this. But you know? here's the thing. I, I, he failed the entrance exam of an entity that wanted to take his money. You know what I mean? So the college was kind of like, you're too dumb for us to take money from. <laughs> yeah. He was a complete imbecile. Mm. Did you did you find out was this guy actually stupid or just like I mean what, what? It's hard to uh <laughs> once we get more into it it's hard to like it's like what his real intentions were if maybe he was like a mastermind maybe or some type of like con like a uh, but we'll get into that Mike, later. Mike you and I know right. that this guy he didn't have a learning disability or anything like that. Okay. He had a but he had a serious ego on him and definitely below average intelligence thinking that he is yeah. super smart. Those are the yeah. best types of people. Like those are the best types of people. Yeah, complete narcissists. Like yeah. I, well, I, I see them at my at my coffee shop job, and the, you know we take the name, and I'm like, oh, your name is uh, Steve, okay, and I put it out there, Steve. He's like, that's not my fucking name. You spelled it wrong. I'm like, no, I spelled it Steve. 
It's like I put three. It's S T E E A R W. That's how you spell Steve. Steve. Like you're a dumbass. Human ever. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Trying to deal with people like that. I don't. I wouldn't exactly call this an odd duck situation, but Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You could have thought of a better analogy because I'm sure you run into these people all the time. Yeah, Dox. Dox. I don't want to dox Steve. He might come back at me. He's a lawyer. Steve is a lawyer. I've j- I just had a call with him before. You're, you're basically dead. He was actually the one smoking cigarettes in your car. Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> he actually brought his own cigarettes and threw yours out. <laughs> More evidence. Doesn't like the camels. All right. Yes. <laughs> On to the next one, guys. <laughs> Imagine if we did that for every slide moving forward. Just announce next. it to everyone. Like, so, next one. Wait, I take that back. I'm not done with this slide yet. <laughs> oh, good. So, no, oh, okay. So he failed. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's a fucking dumbass. And he's, you know, he's a narcissist and all this. So his dad's like, Charles, you should uh, become more closer to God. Like, forget about school and all that shit. You should join this community up in uh, New York's upstate New York called the Onida community. Really now? You guys have any idea what the Onida community is at all? No. Ever heard uh, of it? Onida explanation. But I, I am imagining... Like, uh, this conversation he's having with his dad when he's, like, 18, he just failed out of college, and he's kind of bummed out. He's like, I was, I was obviously too smart, and they didn't want me to get there. <laughs> yeah. This is a it conspiracy against me, because I am very smart. And his dad's kind of, like, just, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, just loading some quarters into his boxing glove. And he's just like, well, son, maybe God's the answer. As pencil pushing and book reading never got anyone anywhere. It was the love of God. <laughs> Wait, how? Love the I, dirty, dirty, like, notion of loading quarters into a boxing glove. <laughs> That's some old school shit you don't see done anymore nowadays. No, I they got those that. damn refs fucking it all up. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, how far upstate are we talking? Because, like, when you say I, he went upstate to some weird religious uh, place, I'm just thinking of, like, how. Al- in New York. Oh, I'm just thinking about like Alex Gray and his estate in Hudson Valley, where you just you go and experience new things, like Tool. Oh, uh, well, oh, like Pool. Like Tool. Oh, Tool. Oh, they said Pool. It's just like Tool. <laughs> a lot, a lot of Tool fans yeah, yeah. never got into college either. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Continue. You kind of experience Tool at this place. I feel like you get the same Tool vibe at the Onita community. Okay, I'll give you a vibrating Tool. The Onida community was a perfectionist religious communal society. You know, they're pretty much a cult. They were founded by John Humphrey Noyes in 1848 in Onida, New York. They believed that Jesus returned in AD 70 and that what they were experiencing in life was actually heaven on earth itself. Wait, when did Jesus come back? Yeah, eight- AD 70. 1870? No, AD 70. AD. 70 oh, AD. Se- oh, okay. And yeah. what was Jesus doing? He was just uh, chilling. Oh, I'm back. Don't worry. Uh, right now, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I so. live in I live in Philly right now in a very cheap apartment. <laughs> uh, rent is very cheap in Philly, and uh, times are pretty crazy right now. We got you know COVID going around, but I'm just chilling, man. I, uh, you know, working from but, home. <laughs> but isn't like like seventy years such like a negligible amount in like the spectrum of like 
how long ago Christ was born? Like, what does it matter he was born, like, 65-ish years after he actually was? Um, yeah, you know, Cody. He was, like, born around, like, 3 AD or something like that, I think. 3 AD? I can Google it real quick and tell you guys why they believed in... I forgot what they said. I don't I'm sorry. 80, 70? Don't worry about that, Mike. They were just nut jobs. This is what it is. Yeah, they're yeah. nut jobs. That's the explanation. Thank you. There's probably one sect of Christianity that thinks he was born on a Tuesday, and like they kill the sect that thinks they were born on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's all mythology. We yeah. don't need to go into why Zeus was so horny and banged fucking everything <laughs> that he saw and that made a little baby Speaking Hercules. Of banging, Travis, the Onida community, they believe in free love as long as it was consensual, so there was no age limit. And that no person would be exclusive to each other. So that meant, like, the creepy old men were deflowering young girls, and older women were showing younger men how to be men wow. in this community. W- w- whoa. So it's just like this weird yeah, I think- sex cult in the middle of Upset. Wait wait a minute. When, when you said free love, I yeah. was like, wait, is Mike talking about banging? And then you're like, deflowering. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I know what that means. <laughs> And making boys men. I know what that means, little tuggy. This is like a, a straight up sex cult. Yeah, basically. But it's heaven on earth. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's heaven on earth. That's what it is, basically. And I think that's the roast mortem first of the usage Sounds of like deflowering, which is a horrible verb. Um, I, deflowering is funnier if if you consider like uh, scraping the flowering off of a cutting board. Oh yeah, just. Dusting flour off of a baking apparatus. Yeah, but that yeah, baking or, apparatus is a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, or fixing your neighbor's yard. <laughs> oh, I'm just deflowering it. Too many flowers. I was just trying to paint a picture, and you guys are shitting on it. <laughs> Came over and deflowered the whole goddamn property. That's Where's why I bought the place. Because springtime's beautiful, and we got great winter plants up here. But he's gone and deflowered my whole estate. <laughs> That's what they're all about. They're all about, you know, when we get those young girls and show the young men they can have sex with older women to learn how to be men. You know why? Because they believed in male continence. Does anyone know what that means Male here? continence. Well, I know what incontinence means. What's continence mean, Mike? So they believed in holding in an orgasm while having sex to prevent pregnancies. Uh, what? So it's not blue balls. No, it's extreme blue balls. Oh, okay. This is like, wh- where are we? 18 fucking 70 uh, or something? 18, it is 18, 1860s. The 1860s? 1860s and these people are no, like... mid-1860s, I'm sorry. Oh, man. So it's the mid-1860s and these people are like, you tie a rubber band around them nuts, you're not going to get them pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- yeah, yeah, they're... Uh, they were they're into selected breeding, so they didn't want anyone to be having kids that shouldn't be having kids. So they're all about that holding in nuts, holding in nuts. And uh, the reason why they had older women have sex with younger men is because of the chance of them getting pregnant were very low. Yeah, that just sounds like uh, an excuse to not have sex with your old bag of a wife and go fuck younger ones. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, Young was, strapping uh, men with prime erections. No fucking of these peers. You must nope. fuck up. That's basically what it was. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like they just, exclude yeah. They just told them the, the, the people the people that were really in the community, like John Noyes and his close circle were the ones that were doing most of the banging. Right. And the kinda like the other people like Charles that was there, he was just kinda like a spectator and was like, I wanna get in on this, but I can't. Right. You know? He's just watching these old men have come dribble out of their cocks. Extremely slow <laughs> yeah. rates. Well, 
Well, Charles, Charles, I don't think Charles could handle it anymore. They, they call, uh, he's kind of looked at as an outsider due to his habit of jerking off all the time. So he couldn't <laughs> I mean, that's still true in. to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he's sitting there and like some fucking 17 year olds getting his like MILF porn fix, like, but actually yeah. doing it. And he's just like in the bushes, like, oh, yeah, I wish I was that baby boy. Uh. Yeah, basically. This community, they're, they're pretty tight knit. Did they all like sleep in a barn yeah. together? Um, it looked like a, from the pictures, it looked like they had a nice farmhouse. So maybe some people slept in the in the farm. Right, it was multiple people in a room. Like no one had private quarters. Yeah, you're just breathing in each other's farts. Yeah, and, and watching <laughs> other starved young men. Yeah, basically, yeah, just a giant open, just a giant room. Yeah, right. orgy pit. Sex going on. <laughs> right, a lot of sex, and then the Charles is sitting there, just like fucking. I love God, but I love nuts. <laughs> This is so What's hot. It? Shut up, Charles. Put that thing away. <laughs> Wait, but, uh, but uh, hold yeah, on. They, uh... I know, before you move away from this cult, uh, I mean, uh, was it exclusively, like, older men with younger women, or was it, like, everyone's banging? It was more, well, what happened was, so he's he's got this, like, he's, like, he's weird. He's, like, fucking out there. So no one really likes him at all, and it has to be consensual, so no one wants to really have sex with this guy. And he's, like, fucking, he keeps, he's also a peeping Tom, too, so he keeps, like, spying on people and, like, you know, he gets caught a lot, you know, doing it. And he actually had a nickname there called Charles Get Out. Uh, ah! <laughs> old Charles Get Out is here. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, so this guy is cre- too creepy where he's, like, being outed in a sex orgy cult like you know what i mean that says something like there's yeah, always an ugly duckling inviting yeah he basically was the ugly duckling remember what i said about the male continence thing where you can't bust nuts at all uh-huh. mean, they believe that it drains men's vitality and led to disease uh, wait that's I'm, why they believed in that so much. i believe in that that's why i don't jerk off <laughs> all right all right proud boys so, representative all right, all right, also, <laughs> but also to put uh he jerks off during the show. Yeah, Tom's microphone so is... It started him. black, now it's white and milky. It's my snowball, guys. It's covered in cream. It's my, my Best Buy snowball <laughs> USB microphone. Mm. <laughs> Anyone could buy one of these pieces of shit. <laughs> it's not a windscreen, it's a semen screen. Semen screen, nice. It's made out of bush. I still have uh, some <laughs> Shep Boyer D on my windscreen. It's pretty gross. <laughs> wow, that's horrific. <laughs> I wish that was semen. <laughs> nope. Just mouth semen, which is Shep Boyer D's spit. Oh, nice, Travis. Mike, let's get some more on this. <laughs> so, uh, what's it called? Uh, back, to Char- back to Charles cranking nuts. They, were, uh, they had these things called mutual criticism chambers, which also helped Charles not get laid. Which was basically everyone in the community sits in a room, like a giant courtroom, and they just tell you everything that's wrong with you if you ever get caught like doing any acts of like sin, which is jerking off and stuff like that, or being like a just like a freak like Charles was. They were just like telling him he's conceited or like selfish all the time. It's a fucking Doctor Phil episode. Great. This guy's so basically, ahead of his yeah, time. They just roast him. Yeah. Yeah. He was just constantly getting roasted by everyone in the community, so no one had wanted to do anything with him. So. <laughs> I'm, he was actually probably shunned by the end of his time in the community. And he actually just spent most of his time inside of his room with his thoughts. Oh, my God. It's pretty sad. Yeah. I think communities yeah. are important for this reason. Like, we don't have 
face-to-face communities anymore. I'm not even talking about pandemic shit. I'm just talking about in society, no one just gets together and does shit. I think we yeah. it, we could adopt this mm-hmm. and, and yeah. really straighten ourselves out by just belittling each other. Yeah. And being proud of things you do, how dare you? You should be ashamed <laughs> of anything you do. This podcast is atrocious. I hate it so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. I hate all of you guys. Well, I just you mentioned Doctor You mentioned Doctor Phil. It yeah. sounds like Festivus. Festivus. Oh, the airing What's of that? grievances and airing then of grievances. Yeah. Oh. I like this. And then like there's an aluminum pole in the corner that no one knows why it's there. <laughs> and now the feats of strike. Should we do a uh, a Patreon uh, video of us airing grievances? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? Who's the recipient of it? Everyone can Us. get mad at me. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, we should do a Discord bonus episode where anyone in the Discord could just call in, and then we just let them talk about us, but poorly. It, once they yeah. say something nice, they get locked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how, that's <laughs> how you know they're done <laughs> with their tyrant. No, no. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like, oh, and uh, Mike's beard is uh, looking fine, and then we just hang up, dis- like disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> no compliments. I love at that all. idea. Yeah, banned. Well, t- let's talk that over after this. Mike, continue. So, uh, yeah, he's busting. He's he can't help but bust nuts, and he's getting roasted by everyone in this Onida community. Roasted so nuts. he's uh, he's uh, he's been privately shunned by this point, and they uh, actually everyone in the community deemed that he was insane due to his compulsive masturbation disorder. Oh no! <laughs> so they probably everyone thought he was just a nut job. I mean, he is. But well, yeah, basically, yeah, it's not wrong. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, he's just touching his penis while people are having sex. What's wrong with that? Just don't get caught. If yeah. that's like a no-no in the community, like, when's the last time you were caught jerking off, Travis? Ah, uh, long, long time ago. I think it also might have been his his uh, <laughs> allegiance to God, maybe that maybe been his downfall. With that maybe he like confessed to it, probably about it that he was doing it. And stuff like that, he probably couldn't hold it back. You think, like, after the orgies, he went up to someone, like, tapped someone on the shoulder who was in the middle of this fucking orgy pit and was just like, I did sin. (laughs) Couldn't help but look. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I'm sorry, I saw what you were doing to this 16-year-old girl who's uh, certainly pregnant now. And uh, I had to join in mentally. No, uh, Tom, you know... Here's the proof. (laughs) Here's what I did. You are a piece of shit, you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Go sit on that chair and wait for us. Yeah. Instead of showing him the proof, he's probably just runs up to them like, "Oh sin! Let me sin all over you! I can't stop sinning!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, sin to win. So uh, so now Charles is getting a little nutty. He's getting extra nutty now. So Uh, he eventually leaves the Onita community after six long years of cranking it and loving the Lord there. He believed that God told him to do so, and that he would continue to spread the word of the Lord. What? And the needed pre- uh, teachings. What? What did they do there? Like, how did they live? <laughs> like, I'm no, I'm just, I'm so fascinated by this yeah, call. Yeah. Like, what did they? Like, what was he doing for six years besides as far jerking as what, off? Sustaining. Well, they worked the land. Okay, they were yeah, farmers. They were. Uh, they yeah. were like sexy Quakers. Oh, yeah. They, they made. They uh, They eventually turned to a silverware company. My mom actually knows about the silverware. Dude, the Onita Silverware Company? Yeah, Yeah, that's them. (laughs) Yeah, they evolved from this cult. Really? Oh, man. (laughs) I will not feel the same every time I schmear cream cheese on my bagel. Wow. (laughs) This knife has history. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. He tries to make this newspaper in, in New Jersey, and it fails miserably. He tries to go back to the Anita Society, only to be made fun of and rejected by them because he's a fucking cranking nut job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he would eventually file lawsuits against leader John Humphreys for not paying him for his six years of work. I'd do uh, it. Services unrendered. Yeah, why? This eventually did not. It eventually got thrown out. It never held up at all. Charles's father would actually write letters to John Humphreys apologizing, apologizing for his son's actions. And John Humphreys would actually reply to his dad, saying that he holds no ill towards Charles, saying that he was mentally insane. Ah. Right. So he's telling his dad that, like, yo, your son is, like, fucking nuts. Hey, you know, that kid, that kid of yours was over here for about six years, and I guess you just beat the sanity out of him, because he had nothing left in him. Uh, empty. Also, I love empty. that he he gets, he gets leaves this cult. Well, did he leave or get kicked out of the cult originally? They kind of got shunned, he right? Leaves. He says he leaves. Right, but yeah, he got, he got sh- shunned, he he got shunned like, out right. of this cult, and then he's like, I'm going to write a newspaper about how good this cult I was. There's so much fresh pussy in this cult in Onidas. And he, then, like, and then, he like, he comes back, like, is. he comes back, and he's like, look what I did. I'm such a good boy. And they're like, you're still weird, dude. <laughs> weird, yeah, man. You're just, like, copying everything you were saying and putting it in a newspaper. Yeah, that's coming from pedophiles. You're so weird. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> the new, new step of love. Yeah, when a, when a group of pedophiles is talking shit about you, doing something wrong. That's when you know yeah. you're, <laughs> you're either in Congress yeah. or doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, Charles was delusional and he was a narcissist and he was completely full of himself. Uh-huh. But he had very he had you know high self esteem, so he he was like, I want to be a lawyer. You know, yeah. he didn't give up on his dreams of being a lawyer. So eventually, he ends up in Chicago, and somehow he was able to obtain a law license there. So now he's a lawyer. <laughs> I love that. Somehow, that—that's the best word to avoid exposition. Someone thought somehow. this guy wasn't nuts, and they gave him this yeah. shit. I write somehow into my scripts all the time. I think it's a yeah. very useful tool. It's so yeah. useful. It's, <laughs> it's just like the finger in like the dike of logic. It's just like. Oh, Cody, you're a sultan with a 16-foot penis? How'd that happen? <laughs> well, somehow, somehow I found myself awakened with a 16-foot penis up my ass. <laughs> somehow. 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 <laughs> so, uh, now he's a fucking lawyer. You know, Charles Gattel's a fucking lawyer. You know, he's like Selena and Barnes for you fucking Long Island people. Oh wow! Selena and Barnes, call eight 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 eight. Is that just a? It's a fucking ultra local commercial. You just alienated like ninety seven percent of all they, of our listenership. That's just for the diehard Long Island fans. Yeah, they need to know about Selena and Barnes because they might break their legs someday, or Deborah might assault them at work. Call 888 So, uh, and he still had some money left over from when he went to college from his grandpa, so he ended up starting his own law firm. Or he actually, well, t- well taking clients, that's what he was doing. Oh, that's totally different. Yeah. From, I'll take your money. From masturbator to attorney. All right. Yeah, basically. Small yeah. leap, small leap. So he would actually use fake recommendations from prominent American families to boost his chances of acquiring clients. Yes. Even though he was a really shitty lawyer. So he would like just trick all these people to take cases with him and he would just scam them out of money. That's some Gaston B. Mean shit. 
That's where I think he's not really that all that crazy. Maybe he had like some underlying like he was a scam artist, kind of like just a dirtbag. <laughs> Fucking narcissist was a very appropriate word you used earlier. He actually only argued one case in court. Most of his business would come from bill collecting, which he was very persistent uh, at. That was his main. That was his thing he loved to do was collect bills and get money. Give someone with mental deficiencies. The task of collecting money, that's the yeah. first thing they're going to wake up and be like, got to get the money. All right, what do I have to do today? <laughs> Eat my Wheaties, get money. Knocking on doors, shamelessly, because, you yeah, know, doesn't care. he doesn't know what crazy is, you know? So he's just knocking on the door like, oh, where's the money? Huh? <laughs> that's just Charles being Charles. I'm picturing him just, like, sitting outside of, like, this, you know, debtor's window, just beating it. Like, ah, oh, you won't give me money soon. Y'all give me money. <laughs> you know those old knockers that they used to have in the, on the front door where you like lift it up? He was really good at that because yeah, he's been jerking cool. off all this time. So he has like the thrust and the downforce that you need to really let the people on the third wow. floor know that you're there to collect money. Yeah, blast yeah, beats the, of the door knocking. Third, yeah, the people up on the third floor like hear the knock and they're just like, wow, that guy masturbates a lot. <laughs> oh, shit, got that's a good wrist. That's a that's the knock of a debt collector. Yeah, that's is, a thrice daily motherfucker yeah. down there. Is that, Holy is that shit. a is that a woodpecker or a person that pecks his wood? <laughs> we got semen on the doorknob. <laughs> all right, take the money, take the money. Just don't, yeah, don't come back leave. here. I'm tired of cleaning all this semen up. <laughs> his uh, he actually got married around this time too when he was a lawyer, and uh, he, yeah, somehow this man was able to find a human that actually liked him. And he was married to a woman named Annie wow. Bunn for a short time, and she was around for like most of his lawyering days. And she had Annie some. Bunn? Yeah, that was her name, Annie Bunn. Did she own like a kiosk in the middle of a mall or something? That's the great great grandmother of the uh, Auntie Ants. Look at me. Yeah, I'm a genius. I did well, that. <laughs> yeah, well, Actually, well now he doesn't. Together, man. Yeah, now he doesn't have to use his hand to jerk off. He can use a vagina. Yeah, you have someone else to do it for him, you know? Or soft pretzels. Or maybe he just, he's just, uh, he's crazy, you know? So, uh, but yeah, she would also testify like he would never take care of his clients at all. He would just rip them off. He would keep money from them and stuff like that if he ever got them any money. So, he's yeah, he's, collecting. yeah, he's just a pile of shit. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's married now, Annie Bunn. She's like, all right, this guy, he's got some wrist action. I like it. And, uh... <laughs> Charles was very physically abusive to her. Didn't see that coming. Oh. Well. Yeah. So Charles was very not nice nice man. Laying yeah. his hands on the ladies. So she wanted a divorce after a couple of years. And Charles, being the narcissist as he is, he was very upset by that. So what he did was he had sex with a prostitute and then had her come to divorce court and testify that he was having an affair just to get back at his wife. What a Dr. Phil episode. Yeah, that's pretty then, dumb. Then what happens with what happens with the alimony then? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't go that far. <laughs> this is the eighteen hundreds. I don't know how they sell it. Yeah, it's like, see, I've been cheating on you, bitch. Here's the here here's the mouth I've been cheating on you with. Yeah, he had her testify that he was cheating on his wife to make it so like he he was the one that was like causing the divorce. It wasn't like she wanted to divorce him, so he went out of his way to cheat on her with someone so it looked like that. He's trying to seem like the badass motherfucker in this deal. Yeah, he's trying to seem like he's having sex with everyone. Of course his bitch wants to divorce me. I'm so hard to contain. I'm out there, like, left and right. I'm up there with sexy Quakers jerking them off. 
oh, well, you you people aren't hot enough for me. I'm just yeah, jerked me, off. Yeah, that's, what that's what I did. Yeah, meanwhile, he's eating, like, like cold hot dogs, and she's like, get your head out of the fridge and eat, stop eating cold hot dogs. We're <laughs> having a divorce. <laughs> How dare you, all have sex with a prostitute. So now... Charles actually write a book as well. Oh, an author. Oh, an author. Yeah, he's Nothing now he's yeah. he's very he's he he's wants people to know that he's smart and he's a very he's he associates with uh, public men as they, right. he, he right. would say it. And there there's something we, we we've taken away from a previous episode uh, that was recently released, which is the Jimmy Superfly Snooker, ah, yes. uh, which means that if you wrote a book. It doesn't mean anything about your intelligence or even your grasp on language. Well, no. he didn't write. He didn't write a book. Actually, he just uh, plagiarized lots of works from John Humphrey and the Bible itself, and we just claimed that it was his work. So he would actually go around and, and like sell this book and give like little demos or little like speeches and stuff like that all around the country and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, oh, so now he's a motivation. Now he's a motivational speaker. Yeah, he was trying to, you know, spread the word of God now. I like this. Being a lawyer really wasn't working out too well for him, so. I fucking, li- yeah, I, I fucking really like this. It's like, hey, what uh, what book you want to plagiarize from? Uh, what's the one the most people on this planet know about? The Bible. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to plagiarize from that. Hmm. No, I'll never be caught. Well, eventually people just realized it was the Bible and... Because the Bible's so fucking prominent. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start writing my own series of military fiction, and my oh, my yeah. my pen name is gonna be uh, John John Clampy. Uh, okay. And no one will know that I'm ripping off no. John Clancy. No, Who? no, I don't, I don't think anyone actually. I don't think anyone actually reads those books. I think that the <laughs> video game people think that. Uh, people do read them, so they make games. That's about what them. I thought. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people, read, people, some people probably read those books. Maybe one person. Yeah, like, there's probably dads. a few like distressed, distressed individuals boomers. that came out of the army that are trying to relive, trying to relive their, their glory days, days when, when they felt important. They felt important. Yeah, but they're really fiction. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know that's neither here nor there. You, your your mind will believe whatever it wants to be real. Just do enough drug. Yeah. Reading a book. Yeah, basically. So now he's uh, people are starting to realize he's also a piece of shit and like full like full of himself and not really <laughs> who he says he is. I like the concept of full of himself and male continents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ew. Charles also begins to look for an, another fresh start. You know, he's like, I'm not really you know you know making it in this fucking world as an author. Yeah. So he's like, I'm trying into politics. You know, people respect politicians, and you know, people they're liked by a lot of people. They're famous. You know, he so he wants to get to, uh, into more into politics now. Honestly, out of Go all ahead. the half-assed shit that he's gotten into, this man seems like the perfect politician. <laughs> yeah, we should have had him run. Around this yeah. time, also is when Charles's father started to believe that Charles was possessed by Satan. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay, somehow. You know how political this podcast gets. So, yeah. So, uh, now Charles, you know, he's starting to hang around the Republican headquarters in New York City, you know, rubbing el- elbows. Well, I'm a, it's, I'll tell you the year now. It's uh, late 1870s, early 1880s, around the election time, you know, of uh, President Garfield versus, uh, what's his name? Odie. 
Hold on, yeah, Mike, Thomas. I'll save you real quick. So right now, politically, there is a rift in the country amongst the the majority of the country is Republicans at this point, because this is just after the Civil War. The Southern Democrat has been squashed. So yeah. the Republican Party kind of breaks up into the factions. Yeah, it's like fucking it's between the stalwarts, which is they were in favor of Grant and his spoil system. So it's like when he wins, he would give all the jobs to like people that support him and stuff like that. And like people uh, that like were son-in-law. Yeah. Like he would give them everyone jobs that like he knew and stuff like that. And he would be able to reap the benefits between them and the half breeds who are in favor of civil service where you should meet the requirements of the job you're given. And that was Garfield's whole thing. Well, yeah. I, and the half breeds were wow. allowed to walk outside during the daytime. You get uh, atmosphere. Fucking muggle Republicans. Get out of here. Uh, Mudbloods. To know where Charles stands on this, he, he was a uh, he was a member of the Stalwarts, supposedly. Or he wanted to believe he was. He just wanted to like fit in, I'm assuming. He like he said, he wanted he kept going back to wanting to be known to be hanging out with public men. Like he wants to be oh I hang out with all these famous politicians. Yeah, the- he wants to be John Everyman. Just just as a question. So he was he was in Chicago, then he did this like this like He got married speech. Yeah, he got married in Chicago. They moved to New York City. Divorced. They moved to New York City with his wife. Yeah, okay. he got the li- he got the he got the license in Chicago to be a lawyer. He eventually moved to New York City with his wife, and then he got okay. divorced and all the whole book shit. Sorry, I, I skipped over that part. Where no, no, that's good. I just wanted to make sure where we were. Yeah, sorry about that. You're oh, good. Mike. You're Mike. Awesome. We're gonna stop the episode now. You've done a terrible job. We're gonna call it in. Thanks for listening <laughs> to Rose Mortem. Mike, just finish every sentence with somehow, and it will make sense. <laughs> yeah, somehow. So, Charles, like I said, he was a member of the Stalwarts, or, yeah, he claimed to be, and he wrote a speech for them. He was like, all right, I can write speeches. I'm talking about God. I write speeches about gods. And so he called it Grant versus Hancock was his speech. Grant would eventually lose to Garfield, though. Now, yes. Charles is like, oh, shit, I'm not going to have a job and have friends with people that are in power to get like help me when he, like, uh, oh, fuck, I'm going to take that again. Shit. So, he writes his speech called Grant versus Hancock, but Grant would eventually lose to Garfield, so the, the, the political race would be between, uh, what's his name, Garfield and Hancock, and not Grant versus Hancock. Okay. So, Charles is like, oh shit, like, I'm going to miss out on like having a job as like a stalwart, like with like uh, Grant being in office and stuff like that. So he decides to change his speech around to Garfield versus Hancock. So now he's, he's switching sides. Uh-huh. But he's still a stalwart. But he, he, he's trying to you know, get in there. He's like still trying to weasel out having a job if Garfield... He's like a true BuzzFeed reporter. Yeah, good. <laughs> good analogy. I like it. But it's also, you'd think that he would be so informed on Hancock because that's what he's been doing up until this point. <laughs> yeah, right. You'd think so. But he's, he was just deranged and, and nuts. Yeah. He's not paying attention. Usually people who are really into politics today, and when I say really, I mean, uh, hey, um, <laughs> they're not paying attention to the other side at all. They they just go, it's wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he's just like, he's just a fucking psychopath, and he just wants to fucking have friends, and you no know, one likes him, basically. But someone liked him enough, you know? So, uh, 
go a little bit about Garfield versus Hancock. So Garfield, President Garfield, was a major in the general in the Union Army during the Civil War. He was a big supporter of the gold standard, which is like the gold currency and stuff like that. Ron Paul. Yeah. So uh, the election was a pretty big thing back then, too. It was like there was nothing really, not much going on back then. And there probably was, but it was like, you know, big news. It still is big news, but. Both Garfield and Grant were key players in the Civil War. Grant was actually the bigger name, though. Yeah, well, and also there was a lot, I mean, like, with the elections and stuff, it wasn't really important because that period after the Civil War was Reconstruction. So it's like, how much does the North and these powerful, like, Republicans, doesn't matter what side you're on, the stalwarts or the half-breeds, it's like, how are we going to deal with how we won the war and how do we break the South up and, like, take, you know... Yeah, I like that. Let's how, preserve the Union. Break how do, the South up. Yeah, how do we rub it in these dirty racist <laughs> face? Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I have an idea. Why don't we give them all the publics, and we'll keep all the shop rights? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's masochistic. We're going to introduce a poison called Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> very, very low-key poison, but don't tell them. We'll get the illusion that it's selling in droves up here, but in reality, we'll barely carry it anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, remember that speech I was talking about where he just, like, changed the name of, like, from uh, fucking Grant to Garfield? Yeah, copy-paste. So somehow they thought it was a good idea for him... I guess he ma- I guess he weaseled his way to like I guess know someone where they let him give a speech in front of ten thousand people in New York City. So he gave this speech about President Garfield versus Hancock, but like I said, he just crossed out his name, put Grant instead, or no, he crossed out Grant's name, put Garfield. So he's giving this speech, and none of it's lining up. Like none of his accomplishments make sense at all. <laughs> oh, like he didn't even change. Like I don't know, Grant's. So, you know, I don't even know if this is true, but Grant at Antietam or whatever. He's like, I don't know, Garfield's at Antietam, whatever. He fought in the Civil War, right? It's like, uh, oh, you know. <laughs> Same shit, don't matter. Interchangeable names. So he just free, free balled this fucking speech in front of a shit ton of people, and he thought it honestly was. He, he, in Charles's mind, he thought it went well. Charles was like, I fucking killed it. I'm fucking. I'm going to be fucking in there. Like, I'm going to have a job when this guy gets elected and all this shit. I know the feeling because I've done stand up like four yeah. times, <laughs> and uh, three of those times I had that feeling. I fucking killed it. I'm gonna get a job. Yeah, Charles would yeah. consider this the the peak of his political career, even though it was just the ramblings of a madman. Mm. I like it. There you go. Eventually, Garfield would win the election, and Charles, in his own mind, he thinks, "Oh, because of my speech, that's why Gar- uh, Garfield has won the election." So he thinks he's entitled to something now. He thinks that like he deserves like the best of the best. I can't wait to go. tell my ex-wife about this. Yeah, but so he thinks his whole he thinks like, "Oh, my speech went well, and I'm fucking set." But basically, he's just an outsider, and people think he's just nuts because the speech made no sense. So he's completely just batshit crazy. Love it. So now that Garfield is president, Charles heads down to Washington, D.C. to get the spoils of President Garfield. You know, with every new president, this means that every job in the federal government went up for grabs. 
This means you had to get in line at the White House and plead your case for the position you wanted. So this line was very long. So for about <laughs> three months, Charles would wait in line every day to leave a message for the president. And the exact title he wanted, he claimed that he deserved, was to be an American consul in Paris. Wait, did he actually wait in line? Yeah. <laughs> like, when there's really? That's how it was back then. There was no, really? there was no emails or anything like that. <laughs> Just take a message with a date on it, motherfuckers. I didn't know that. It's like, I want to be Secretary of State. And you just wait on the Secretary of State line. <laughs> but Because it's not like he got to talk to them, right, Mike? No, he's just talking to the Secretary. He was leaving them a note to give to the President. Yeah. So every day he's getting online to leave the same fucking note. Like, dear oh, Mr. Okay. Garfield. Uh, I think I should be a president's best man over in Paris. What you think? Why don't you come meet me at IHOP? I got VIP tickets over there. We could talk it over. <laughs> that was basically how it went. <laughs> he didn't even own a clean shirt at this time. He was like going full on fucking, you know, sketchy. Stank boy. <laughs> yeah, just the overalls trying to be like, what was it, Mike? The fucking correspondent in pre uh, Paris? Say the title again. Yeah, American Consul in Paris. Yeah, in just overalls, nipple out, hairy chested. And I think this guy could have had a clean shirt if his wife wasn't able to take all of his shirts in the divorce settlement. <laughs> Should have kept at least one, man. Check this shit out. I banged this whore. I'm fucking badass. Oh, wait. I just lost everything? That's fine. I got a friend present. I got VIP ticket to high hop. I'll be there next week. You can come see me. It's okay. Yeah, or as they say in uh, France, I hop a all oui oui. We got pan oh. pancakes. So uh, yeah, they're like he's he's there for three months. He's doing this. He's going every day. He's like I fucking I need this fucking job. Like I think even at one point he actually comes in contact with Garfield and he's just completely ignored by him. And that kind of like, that gets the clock going in, in his head where he's like, oh, well, like, fuck, like, I kind of just don't like this guy. Now, what is what entails coming in contact with Garfield? Did they, like, brush penises while they were, like, trying to, like, <laughs> get by each other in a crowded hallway? I think he was actually leaving a note for the, the secretary, and he guess he, like, walked by to go to his office. He had tried to, like, stop him in the hallway. Like, Mr. President, and he just, like, completely ignored him. He's the president. Yeah, he's busy. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I imagine him being all schizophrenic and thinking a lot of people are paying attention to him and his inner thoughts. As the president walks away after he's like, Mr. President, Mr. President, turns towards his metaphorical camera and goes... What have I created? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like Malcolm in the Middle shit? Yeah, because he got him in office in his own head, you know? Yeah. Right, right, so right. He's thinking he his old shit. He's like, I can't control my creation anymore. Yeah, he thinks he's Frankenstein. <laughs> and Garfield's like, I got shit to do. Everyone had my way. Yeah. yeah he, I got <laughs> lasagna like, to I eat. I literally have to take a shit. Yeah. I got documents to sign. I got to read a lot of words right now, written probably with no grammar checks whatsoever. Never. It's hard to be president. And he's just sitting out there in the lobby, shaking and sweating, going, this is... Remember This me? isn't going as I planned. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, uh, eventually, by May of 1881, he was told personally to never return by the Secretary of State, James Blaine. 
suck. They're like, get, get the fuck out of here, dude. You fucking suck. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like smell like shit, and you're just talking. <laughs> so now Charles is like, oh, I'm fucking mad. Fucking, I was owed something. I was supposed to give you a fucking... Uh, he wanted to be in Gay Perry! Yeah, he thought he was owed something. He got him the presidency. So Charles, he's now more delusional than ever and upset about being ignored, claims that around this time he was hearing voices from God or the devil telling him to kill Garfield. I wonder where hmm. this is going. <laughs> well, yeah, not too hmm. long ago, a couple episodes ago, we had a person that was... Uh, Hearing voices from the god or devil or the devil, you just never know. Yeah. They 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 sound so similar. It's like tuning into a tuning into a podcast for the first time. You're like, is that Jared or is that Bill? I can't tell. Their voices are so similar. <laughs> Which yeah. white guy is that? <laughs> oh, it's Clive. I uh, I've actually got a little feedback. Apparently, Travis and I sound a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, people. I don't sound retarded. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. Tom just doesn't sound as suave or, like, knows how to slur his words as smooth as possible between each other. Yeah, dude. The portmento of your voice is... It's definitely smooth, possibly from the brain. Yeah, you ever hear that song where the hamsters are dancing and shit? That's how my voice sounds. There's a lot of portmento. <laughs> Don't. Are we using that word right? Not really, but it's yeah. fine. Mike, continue. He was hearing these voices from God or the devil telling him to kill Garfield, but he wasn't the only one upset about this whole job situation. He also claimed that pro-stalwart anti-Garfield newspaper articles brainwashed him as well with thoughts. Uh, so he's, he's seeing these newspapers about Garfield being this fucking... Not what he's claiming to be. He's getting, he's like, oh, this is God telling me. These are the signs. Like, he's like, oh, so he's getting all these fucked up thoughts. Right. So now he's like full tinfoil hat mode, right? Like, now he's yeah. like. He's going full smooth. His brain is completely smooth <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the Dale Gribble listening to, like, police radio, if that existed back then. Pocket sand, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, you can write a very Dale Gribble line for all the highlights here. You know, <laughs> my dad must beat me because he sees something special that he's trying to suppress. That college did not like me because they knew I would shame their professors to no end. My wife Joseph doesn't like me because son. she's having sex with a Native American. Oh, we made the same joke <laughs> on top of each other. I'm sorry, Cody. No, it's great minds think uh, like that. Yeah, think however we're thinking. <laughs> So, uh, he's got, like, from when this happens, there's, like, a two-week period where he's like, ah, I'm getting these thoughts, they keep coming, but I'm gonna give it two weeks, if I, if more, if it, if I keep getting these thoughts after two weeks, it's a sign from God that I have to do this. Okay, this is, like, Joanna South Scott horse coming back. <laughs> yeah, so he's giving him a two-week fucking minimum, he's like, two weeks, but if, like, the thoughts stop coming and the newspapers change, I won't kill this dude. Mike, let me guess. He takes that ride, and he's like, I'm sailing for two weeks, dog. There it is. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. So he's... Two weeks go by, and he's like, all right, I guess it, it, I have to remove this guy. It's fucking God's telling me to do it. Yeah, so, go time from God. Yeah, it's go time. Fucking can't pussy out now, fucking Charles. Going to hell. I don't want God thinking I'm a pussy ever. Gotta go out like a fucking champ. So Charles spends his last fifteen dollars 
on a silver 44 Webley British Bulldog, which is a pistol. Being the narcissist he is, he claimed with, he went to the, with a silver one because he wanted it to look good in a museum after he was done using it. <laughs> Not nice. gold. He knew the wooden one would look like shit, so he opted for the special one because, you know. wooden pistol. Well, the wooden handle. Wooden handle, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just imagining a funny, like, full wooden pistol. Though. The other guys, where he gives them the fucking, the fake pistol. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Ikea card, like, particle board. <laughs> well, I, I certainly once. know, I certainly know exactly where this famous pistol is. It's, um, can't place the, the, I, the, where this, this museum is, but it's somewhere. You exactly just said it, you know exactly where. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So where is it? I'll look it up right now, actually, if you want. Yeah, tell Travis what he's doing wrong. Still location. I've seen this dead body before. It's in the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia. I didn't even know that. I went there back in October. I probably saw his dead body. What? He's not dead yet, though, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Yeah, so he shoots Garfield, and he says that whole shit about him being a stalwart of the stalwart party, but... Right, right, right. So he actually does nothing. He lets the, everyone fucking like the police and everything fucking just swarm him and gets taken into custody right away. So he's fucking off the jail. He goes, you know, no, no struggle, no nothing. He's just like, take me, drops the gun and everything. Yeah. Okay. Typical assassin shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's it called? Fuck. I was going to say. Oh, so when he got caught. Yeah. He had prepared his own legal defense for when he got caught. Like, like I said, like that that assassin's note he sent, and he also had these like newspaper clippings of people that were against Garfield, claiming that they were going to help him out once he does this. They're going to be like, "Oh, this guy is like what we've all been like waiting for, someone to like restore order to like America and stuff like that." Not oh, the I chosen guess. one. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he removed the president. But actually, embarrassed by the whole situation, those same newspapers he he had you know, what it came in contact with, or he wanted them to like help him out. They put a halt to all bad press about Garfield and he even celebrated his career. Instead, they actually oh. went in another route. So that plan totally backfired on Charles. All right. So here, fuck. yeah, here's the thing is like, we always see that. Like when we talked about, uh, George Bush, we did the George Bush episode and mm-hmm. all these newspapers were like, George Bush had the best presidency. Ever. Yeah, they're just trying to cover their tracks, basically. They're like, oh, this looks bad. Like, fuck, this guy actually did it. And that's the fucking moral of the show. Just because someone dies doesn't make them a fucking saint. I resent that you said that we have a moral. Well, yeah, <laughs> a protocol, Thomas. A, a protocol. protocol. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so he does all that shit. It doesn't work out. So he's fucking sitting in jail now. Fucking miserable. So. Uh-huh. Eventually, Garfield would pass away after suffer, uh, suffering compli- complications from the bullet that was lodged in his lower spine. Okay. They like, couldn't find it at all. Right. They had to and put Garfield actually, down. Yeah, he would actually end up dying months later in September of 1881. And mm. actually, we can thank Charles for the invention of the, uh, or helping with the invention of the first metal detector that was invented by really? Alexander Graham Bell to help find this bullet inside of Garfield. Wow. Really? That yeah. Scott idiot fat made a made a fucking metal detector? Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell made the first metal detector, but it proved to be useless as it couldn't detect depth. Yeah. <laughs> and they also had There's a metal in the metal, there. The metal in the bed too was fucking with it. Like the where he was oh. laying on. 
So that's what the whole pig problem was too. I think metal the metal Genius. springs. Yeah, they were doing a metal detector on a metal bed. Yeah, oh, it's got to be here. It's going off in his fucking chest. <laughs> Do you think we should put him on the oak table? No, let's put him no, on the metal table. Well, remember back then, like this is <laughs> the, surgery was being practiced, but people didn't know what germs were. Yeah. yeah. So, um, th- and they say that's what killed him actually. Too. Right. The constant reopening of this guy. Yeah. The wounds. Yeah. Like it's lucky to survive. It was like what, like a fifty percent chance that you would survive. Uh, just yeah. a basic thing like having an amputation done. So they're, yeah. they're digging into this guy's spine over and over again with their fat fucking grease, greasy hands. Yeah. Yeah, and even though him, like, he's the, I can't find it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and, and, and fucking even though he's the president, I'm sure like the medical care wasn't great. Like they weren't using pristine scalpels. Oh yeah, it was probably just like a broken Heineken bottle that they were like, yeah, you know. Cutting <laughs> the idea yeah, to go clean totally was that. not in at all in their th- thought process. They didn't know what Germans were back then, right? Not really. They they, they, I think there was the guy who um, who did research and found them. I'm forgetting his name, but uh, Gab was telling me that. Um, he found these germs and he started telling the medical medical community to wash their hands, and he was basically blacklisted. Because yeah, because yeah, they were like, "No, nah, <laughs> yeah. wash your hands." That's what you're No, we ain't got time for that shit. We're we're killing people. Yeah, back in 1870, <laughs> they'd open up a wound and be like, "There's no spiders in there. Let's go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, get them out of there. Got more people coming in. The doctors did more damage than the bullet. Because they just kept opening him up and looking for him, just prodding around, and we're like, "Oh, he peed a little bit, so that must Why be his think? pee organ." Uh, yeah, <laughs> pee <laughs> organ. Yeah, they really fucked that guy up. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. He was like suffering for like months. Yeah, he died in like wow. he was shot. Uh, what was it? Uh, July, in July, July, or the beginning of July, July fourth, eighteen eighty one. July second, July second, and he died in September. Yeah, later on in September, late September. Imagine that wow. much Ooh. misery. Like, dude, yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy had it easy. Kennedy, uh, one and done. He was done one shot. Yeah, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Doc is constantly picking at your scabs. Okay, we're getting closer, guys. So Charles is now on trial now. So Charles participated as a lawyer in his own defense. Always smart. Principal lawyer was his sister's husband, George Scoville. This huh. would be the first murder trial for both of them. Um, oh, God. Was, so this is the was, first time that either of them are going to take a murder murder case. Was Scoville... Did he invent the Scoville? I was just Scale. thinking about that. Uh, I'm not too sure. He might have. I'll Google it real quick. I think that's a fairly common name. It's not yeah. as like... It wouldn't be like... Michael Schofield? Schofield. Schofield. From, from fucking Prison Break? Scoville. Scoville. Oh, Scoville. Like, that yeah, name is fairly common. The barometer for spiciness could have basically been the Smith. The Smithy Tom. scale. Smithy scale, yeah. Tom, you weren't following me. I was trying to bring in the Hot Ones audience. Oh, well. And, uh, <laughs> they're not coming now. The Scoville meter. Yeah. They're not coming. We, well, we could have had Natalie Portman on the next episode. I can ask her. We fucked that up. We're friends. Wasn't there one fucking episode that involved me blacking out from Travis's pocket Tabasco? Yes, that would be the first <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving special. Or hol- the only one of the hol- holiday specials we did. Yeah, we had ghost peppers, and uh, Cody passed Ooh. out because he's a bitch. bitch. Also, there probably was beer involved. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Bitch. So, uh, so now he's on trial, fucking murdering the president. And uh, Charles' claim 
they made this is one of the first claims in American history of or the first trials in American history to take insanity into consideration as an actual thing. Really? Ah. Yeah, he pleaded in, uh, insanity. He believed that God controlled him to do it and that it was not him but God himself that pulled the trigger. Oh. Therefore, he couldn't be held r- responsible for his actions. So his defense was literally blame God for this one. Yeah, he basically was saying uh. that he was not in the right mind and that God told him to do it and his self-control was gone. And he was not able to control himself. He had like, these like, impulses, yeah. A- yeah, I, God. at the time, psychology was like not... Exactly, yeah, they, looked upon. Well, they thought an insane person was like someone that couldn't even like make sentences or something like that, or someone that was just like fucking like batshit crazy. Right, like, that would be an insane person back then. And all the treatments they had for for mentally ill people was like putting them in cages and spraying them with dirty, oh, yeah, f- fucked up hose shit, water yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, but now he's doing <laughs> this this like uh, blame God kind of thing. Shout out to yeah. Long Island's Blame God, great grindcore band. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not only is it not heard of, but then it's also blasphemous. Yeah. 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 Like, God so wouldn't do that. Why would God kill the yeah. president? Oh, God, that's, that had to be the devil. God hates like, Mondays. Yeah. That's true. I mean, yeah, he made them. He was like, this Mondays is the first too. day. No, Monday was the first day he actually had to work. Like, well, imagine your first day at work. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah, you're all nervous and you're shit. Nervous, so God hates Mondays. <laughs> I think it might have been on a Monday. That was the first day you fucked up. You know, it's like the first time we podcasted. It wasn't very good. Monday. Yeah. It was on a Friday, though. Yeah. Mike, you get it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so now he's like, oh, God did it. I didn't do shit, you yeah. know? Got it. So, he also claimed that the news pla- uh, newspapers influenced him to do it as well, like I said before, and that they should be held accountable as well. Oh, interesting. Blame the media. Fake news. George Scoville was trying to say that his self, uh, Charles' self-control was destroyed by civilization, and the rapid social change was too much for him. So, the rapid I mean, social change, I'm just going to put this in perspective. This is 1870? 1881. What's going on, 1881. Travis? 1881. The rapid social change back in 1881 was, hey, we need horses to move around, to, hey, horses are sexy. Like, that's yeah. rapid social change. Right. Like, there's not much happening. There's not that much rapid social change. It's yeah. just, guess what? Uh, I went to Tijuana. I saw a large horse penis. Sexy. We used to need horses to get around, and now I see all these hipsters on penny farthings riding to get iced cream. <laughs> <laughs> Heathens, all of them. I can't yeah, take it. I need to shoot a president immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get this man a gun. If that's your defense, I mean, I had I had a beeper. I owned a beeper, and this is showing my age. So yeah, can I? Old, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Like that's 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 lost. That was something I wanted as a kid, and but I never got it because it became out, outdated as I got Mike, older. Mike, you couldn't you couldn't handle the social change. Yeah, well, that's why you're playing the 50 Cent game, because he had so many beepers. He had so many beeper burners. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why, yeah. that's why I was playing that. And Travis, just for <laughs> the audience, how many presidents have you assassinated? Uh, well, there was that lobster that I had, but Tom really was the one that I hired to kill. I did kill a lobster by accident. You're a sicko. And if it was to eat, yeah. I wouldn't say it was an accident, Terrible. but... I tried to feed it to a snapping turtle, and I dropped it on the snapping turtle instead of in front of it, and the thing 
blast into smithereens. But that's this story is not for roast mortem. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, it, Tom. Please. <laughs> so we uh, are a product of social change. Exactly. Oh, no. This is all because of social change. Save the president. Too much. Yeah, Mike. Tell us more. Tell tell me how the, tell tell us how this fell apart. This idea. Well. Charles' clients from the past paid a little visit and would testify against his claims of insanity by saying he was nothing more than an evil liar and a scam artist. Oh. Putting some holes in his case. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Skeletons in the closet. So Charles, around this time, too, is just batshit crazy, and he actually seemed to be loving the attention. So all all the newspapers he used to read about were finally writing about him and taking his picture. And he's finally in the limelight, which made it like a lot of people uneasy that he seemed to be taking it so well. Like when he was in the courtrooms, they they said that he like didn't didn't seem like it phased him at all. Mm. He right. Was, so this like, is enjoying like enjoying it in a way. Right. This is like serial killer 1.0. Right. They all get off on this shit. Yeah. Right? He I mean, no, he's not a serial. Like, he's, he's not a serial killer, but like he's like I did this. Uh, he's a narcissist. <sighs> he just wants the yeah. yeah. He wants to be the protagonist. Sad boy who wants, wants attention. Be, yeah. yeah. Do podcasting like the rest of us. <laughs> he would even put out an autobiography during his time in jail with a nice personal ad at the end of it for a, a Christian lady under thirty years old. At the end of it, putting in a request <laughs> for that. Okay, that's he, you know why he's not insane because he knows fucking women love bad boys that are in jail. No, <laughs> yeah. fucking he, he's not insane. Gone. He's not insane because he invented Christian Mangle. Exactly. To all my admirers. To those who appreciate what I'm doing to this country, the necessary steps I've taken to solidify our union, I'm looking for some probably like, let's say, 25-year-old Christian sliz that I can (laughs) slip my penis into between the jabbers. Hopefully uh, a rather small ass. It will fit better. (laughs) He did. I do not need any junk in the trunk. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Your boy is doing like the period equivalent of send nudes. Yeah, you know if yeah. if they had a Pornhub around this time, he probably wouldn't have done it. I think I think he would have been fine. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have gotten to this point. I think you're right. I think he. Yeah, I think he would have been a normal man. He probably would have done. Some, no, not normal. Don't give yeah. him that much. But he probably I'm normal. <laughs> fuck you. He probably, probably would have been able to more. escape into VR and uh, yeah. have a waifu and. Take it in stride that his president didn't give him a job. Yeah, man. this early. Cody, did you murder Garfield? A little bit. We all murdered <laughs> Garfield in one way or another. We all did. Yeah. His dirty thoughts. We're all males in 2020. <laughs> That's true. Can't say I'm not a male yet. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> what? Back to, uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, are you transitioning? Is this a new thing? Yeah. <laughs> Segway now into uh, what Tom was saying about you know how they looked at like mental and like insanity and people like disorders and stuff like that. He would have to back up his insanity claim. He got these neurologists to come in and take measurements of his head. Oh, good. And he claimed that his head was not symmetric like that of a sane person, but that of a person with mental illness. So phrenology. All phrenology. The, yeah. They're comparing all these heads about, uh, they're comparing all these mentally challenged people's heads to Charles's head, and they seem to be adding up, which is like part of his whole big case is that he's just retarded. Right. They, yeah. they get a bunch of Carls from Sling Blade to come on in, just be like, hey, uh, his head's not, his head's not right. It's smooth. Now, come, he's got smooth. A smooth brain. come down here and sit uh, in front of the jury, sir. Okay. 
I'm going to measure this man's head, and I'm going to put a level on it, and we're going to see if it stays still. All right, Dan. Basically. Okay, don't look good. <laughs> okay, thanks for the gravy. Goodbye. <laughs> we are going to play marbles on this man's head. If it's flat enough, he is not a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. that, is their, that was their hypothesis back then to, for uh, mental illness. It adds up. So, uh... Yeah, it didn't really hold up too well when they had, like, I forgot, oh, fuck, I forgot to let this guy's name out, but he was the head of, like, the top institution at the time, the top uh, mental in- institution. The head. And he just, yeah, one of those important guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cut smart boy. Oh, uh, hang on, look at him right now. I feel like an idiot. No, don't worry about it. He's smart no, no, boy. He's smart. Don't he's worry about it. You don't damn even it. know his name. They would have the head of the top mental in- institution come in, and they he, uh, he uh, discredited as that didn't hold up. Good, because it doesn't. Yeah, didn't hold up in court compared to the guy. Did he- <laughs> I got a lumpy head, dude. I got a lump right here, oh, yeah. man. Hey, it doesn't mean you're retarded. I got, a, I got a square head. That means I'm fucking smart. I could be retarded, <laughs> but it's not because of the lump. You know what? I never. I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to shave my head because I know I'm gonna have one of those butt cheeks on the back, like on the back of the neck, head. right? Uh, no, not yeah. even. I'm not, I might. No, I might have some lumps on my head, but it's mainly that I'm gonna have one of those fat man butt cheeks, like right on the back of my head. I know what you're you talking know, about. And I hate trying. that. Yeah, if you ever start balding and gotta shave your head, watch out. There's gonna be a lot of small dudes ready to stick their dick in the back of your head. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> You might wake yeah. up one day. Well, just... if I'm balding, I'm sh- if I'm balding, I'm shaving my head, and then that'll be the reckoning. That's the day that I turn gay. Yeah, 2020, baby. <laughs> it's coming real soon. <laughs> Dude, Bobby. I don't wear hats. I'm not. No, just wear a beanie. I, don't know, I would wear. If I was and bald, I'd just wear like a, a taxi cab hat all the time. I look good when I'm bald. If you're bald, just wear a beanie, and I don't mean like the fucking like. Little like wool condom. I want the propeller beanie. Yeah, you know the red <laughs> and yellow ones. I got too many veins in my head, so it looks weird when I have a shaved head. Just become Jewish. Put a yarmulke on. No one's allowed to make fun of them. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> get paellas on your head. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just carry around a briefcase that, filled with matzah. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm business bald. <laughs> business bald. I know a lot about gems. <laughs> <laughs> no reason they call it jewelry. You should see my next feature film. It's called Jumanji. Me and Larry David get <laughs> locked into a forest. <laughs> Jumanji is you go to a, like the, these three Jewish boys go to a bar mitzvah and they get stuck in Williamsburg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Look at all these sluts that go to pace. <laughs> wow. So. All right. uh, Back on track, guys. You guys are getting me uh, derailed here. Oh, yeah. So, no, uh, no, no. Yeah. We'll oh, welcome you. to the show, Mike. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so that didn't hold up in court. His uneven head bullshit. So now he's like, oh, fuck. Kind of like, kind of out of fucking options. So, as a last effort, Charles's lawyer, Mr. Schofield, or Schofield, I forgot what his fucking name? Sco- Scoville, yeah. Scoville, yeah. So. As last Hot effort, boy. Charles' lawyer, Scoville, brings in old Garfield versus Hancock speech that he gave a couple years back. Yes. You guys remember that one? Yes. Yeah. The one yeah. he just changed the name of? Good stuff. He brought that in to show everyone that he was insane, that this was the, the workings of a madman, and that no sane person could write this. Charles himself was offended when 
Scoville brought this up. He actually argued with him, his own lawyer, saying that he was making him look like a fool and that his speech was given to the leading men of the country and that it was a great speech. I made a president with that speech. That's pretty insane. You know, they kind of proved it. It it is. It's funny that that's the one thing he refers to as his political career. That's the only reason he's able to pen that in. Like, hey, I had a political career. What did you do? I wrote a speech. His lawyer's like, well, your speech is dumb. So let's use that. <laughs> yeah, trying to save him. And he's well, right. just like, no, don't fucking use that. I was in my right mind then. Yeah, he actually did claim that. He was in the right, yeah. yeah. He was in the right mind when he wrote that. I'm going to use Rose Mortem as my comedy career, so. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, me too. My real. So, uh, the, uh, the trial itself actually lasted 72 days itself, but the jury wow. only took seven minutes to come up with a conviction. Taxpayer money, baby. <laughs> yeah. Gotta move that so, shit. Uh, it was very quick to get to the end of it. Does anyone want to ask me how this boy dies? Anyone take a guess? I would like to illustrate a point about this seven minutes of deliberation that the jury got. Yeah, go for they it. They probably yeah. walked into the jury room, all looked at each other and go, let's hang this son of a bitch. And everyone was like, yep. I. And then they were all like, you guys want to pee real quick? I got to pee. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they all rubbed one out with the other six minutes. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, seven minutes, that seems relatable to to fucking Charles' life. Yeah, so... Although it depends on what type of porn you're watching, because then you could probably bust one out in, like, a minute. If you're doing, like, a speed jerk... 50 seconds. Yeah, it's seven minutes on paper, but it's really just 20 seconds or so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got to clean up. They they knew what they were going to do the first day of trial. They knew what was going to happen, probably. Yeah. He killed the president. Come come on. (laughs) (laughs) Caught red hand. I'm surprised it lasted 72 days, but the plea of insanity kind of uh, dragged it out. It was a fucking. Yeah, but here. If he's totally schizophrenic and all that shit, like, what are we going to do for this guy? Nothing. Even if he wants yeah, to go I mean, to a, 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 a mental hospital, it's like... It's probably worse than death. Yeah, exactly. Just, all right. Just uh, fucking <laughs> kill this prick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Regar- that. Regardless of your motives, regardless of, like, what, whatever, it's like you kill the president of any country, not just the United States. If you kill a, a president, country. you are guilty. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know. You know what it, uh, it all comes down to? This is what Charles wanted at the end of the day. He wanted to be famous. He wanted, we were talking about him right now. He wanted to live on forever. Yeah. He wanted to be the protagonist. And look, we're talking so. about him today. So exactly. there he goes. So, Perpetuating uh, his, his orgasm. Exactly. He's a very frustrated man. So uh, Tom was right. He was hanged. He's found guilty and sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. Ah. There you go. By hanging, like Tom said. <laughs> By hanging. His last words was a poem, actually, too called I'm Going to the Lordy. Gay. It's probably one of the saddest poems I've ever Fucking heard gay. anyone say. No offense to homosexuals, <laughs> but I'm gay. going to the Lordy repeated 20 times. Oh. That's yeah. not a poem. You know, a whole bunch of other shit, but... It's mumble rap. I forgot what the rest of it was, but most of it was I'm going to the Lordy, I'm going to the Lordy, I'm going to the Lordy. He requested an orchestra play as he gave this speech before he was hung, and they denied it. I wonder why. <laughs> Can I get an orchestra? He was 41 when he was hung. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. He's pretty young. Where where this was in the capital, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah. For wow. everyone to see and throw their eggs and children so, yeah, at. He was uh, an idiot and a piece of shit person. There you go. And this is why... I don't know. 
You don't read newspapers because it makes you want to shoot things. <laughs> Stay away from the news. Take that away from this one. Yeah. Exactly. Buzzfeed. Don't listen. Huffpo. And uh, hold that nut in, too. Don't. That's why the president died. A president <laughs> yeah, died because no, a man did not enough. No, let him go, dude. Let him let fly, fly like an eagle. That's what that song is about. Mouth. Fly like an eagle to the sea. The but, sea is exactly. wherever you want it to be. It could be the, great, my lower lip. Picture, Travis. Mike, I'm sorry. I was a little um, distracted just now. Did you mention the bit about the orchestra? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, great part. You're, you're yeah, he requested an orchestra to play for I'm Going to the Lordy. Right. And uh, they were like, no. We're not going to do that. Yeah, you don't deserve nah. that shit. <laughs> You're an enemy of the state. Fuck off. <laughs> Immediately. We're going to hire one guy to play kazoo a half mile away from you. <laughs> Just to rub it in. Yeah. We could save a lot on the budget, but we're still doing this. Everyone quiet. We're just kidding. Party, Yell and scream while this moron is getting blasted. Yeah. You're not invited to the after party, Charles. We're not orcs for them. I would have paid <laughs> one guy just to fart Vuvuzela into his dying face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I hate presidents in general. I don't like The Office, but... Um, it's oval. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. teach you that shape. Well, at the same yeah. time, you know, this... I don't know how other people feel about Garfield, but I feel like he's an all right dude. And, uh, I don't know. Hey, you're just shot by a madman. You know, can't help Yeah, that. you're shot by a stupid idiot. So yeah. now, yeah, good. I'm glad he's dead. He hates Mondays. <laughs> that was a yeah, quick Charles 180. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> you come to the conclusion Charles sucks. Yeah, Charles sucks. That's what I'm just trying to say. He should have been killed by someone else earlier. He should have been killed yeah. in. He should have been killed in the sex orgy that he was in, like smothered, smothered and covered. Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? Too busy having sex, probably. Probably too distracted to do anything. We noticed you're having a hard time partnering up with people in this compound of free sex we have. We have one lady yeah. who's uh, willing and consenting to have sex with you as long as she's on top. We keep her in that <laughs> bond. She's a a, a model uh, T1 Ford. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we've strapped some pig intestines to the exhaust, and you're going to have sex with it. <laughs> That sounds like a good time. We won't come in. We'll give you privacy and uh, have a have a blast. Have a blast. <laughs> yeah, good. political assassins are like the influencers before the internet. It's like I'm going to influence this country. Yeah, Bang. that's true. No, yeah. but also yeah, like like people. you think you think of assassin yeah. and you don't think of like a mas- like a like a a guy that has to masturbate was in a fucking sex club. A religious sex yeah, yeah. club. I, I, you know? I came out of nowhere when I was researching. I was like, holy shit. Good. I like that. Happy accidents. Yeah. yeah. Happy premature accidents. So that's it. I love it. Mike, thank you so much for I'm doing this you research. Like you did a great job this time. No problem. You get a B plus. Woo! Just to be fair, none of us have gotten yeah, yeah, over yeah. an A minus. So that's really good. There's yeah. no such thing as a perfect roast mortem cast episode. No, in fact May, maybe one day when I write it. Oh, look at this cocky ass. <laughs> this is a uh, more of a No Child Left Behind situation, so compared to some <laughs> other papers that have been written about these people, we're definitely below the D range, but for us, we're doing I'm good. pen pal. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So that about wraps it up. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to this. Yeah. 
Thank Pat you. Pat back from me. I also love that his gun that he bought, we don't know where it is. And you don't need to look it up, Mike. That's he, perfect. He, you, did, you did the perfect amount of research because who the fuck cares his stupid-ass gun that he bought is probably <laughs> sitting It's probably sitting in some private collection in Dallas along with the fucking anti-aircraft gun. Like, who cares? Here's the thing. I would think so. Here's the do. fucking thing. He fucking splurged. For the extra silver, so we would know where it is. So we're giving him the the fucking all do needed fuck you by being ignorant, not looking up where it is right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You it's deserving. The, uh, the deserving yeah, fuck the, you. The yum props. Hold on one second. I can tell so you bad. exactly where it is right now. I don't want to know where it no, is. No, I don't want to know. Because that's what he would want. That's, what he, that's what he want. All right, so we know Wait, where it but is. Also, it is out there. We know this. But, I don't know. Travis, what were you going to say? You sound like you I was going to say... Off. No, I was going to say, Mike, before we leave, you mentioned just on the sly that you saw his body. What happened to his, his body? body? You said you saw his body in Philly or something? Oh, yeah. I was re- so, looking, researching, and I, I had went to the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia, and I was looking up. His body was there. I didn't even know. So they Probably just, saw it, just didn't they preserved his body? Like, they didn't just, like, no, throw just it out in the trash? No, they, yeah. No, it's all skeletons. They, they have some of uh, Charles Godot's body parts in jars and shit and cool. yeah. his brain shit. And part of it was because the monumental emphasis put behind smooth brainness that he was yeah, cool. that, that, was, that was being claimed. And it was one of those things where even though they were like, okay, you're not smooth, let's put this brain in a jar and see if future generations can touch this thing and figure it out. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. You're a big enough idiot to be pickled. Yeah, parts of yeah. him are pickled. I think it's like his liver, his brain few other organs they don't have his whole body but it's all do we have like lee harvey oswald's brain so he could like be like Pro- look probably. at this one and then look at that one yeah we got his duodenum in like a fucking burlap sack under like an accountant's <laughs> like file cabinet or something by god george i've noticed something they're both pink <laughs> uh yeah you're not gonna get much out of that but it doesn't matter all right well that's all i wanted to know well Thank you, Shane. Yeah, thank, thank you, Shane. You, thank you, thank Thanks you. for listening. Uh, oh, yeah, we have stuff. Patreon.com slash Roast We have a Teespring store. What is that, Cody? Teespring.com slash stores slash Roast Cast. We also have a subreddit. Apparently, someone was nice enough to have a subreddit. Yeah. Did you mention that already? Yeah. No, yeah, it's reddit.com slash r slash Roast Cast. Go do things there. We're in there too Talk now. shit about us. Definitely talk shit about me. Because I love reading shit. Okay, thanks everyone. Yeah, that's it. Bye. Good night, guys. Thank, Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Thank Don't you. shoot Thank Garfield. You. He loves Monday. It's the best day of the week. <laughs> <laughs>